Chris, are you, what percentage ready are you for the Georgia death race? Before you answer that. I already did. You were too slow. Before you answer, I want you to know that while you're struggling through the mountains of Georgia, <laughs> yeah. I'll be, be I'll be in sunny California. You left out the part where you'll be cramped in uh, economy. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, I didn't buy a first class ticket. Why would I do that? I'll just think of that. Did you buy a first class ticket to Georgia? No. Oh, okay. I'm running to Georgia. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've I've gone through like there's like different stages of grief, and I think oh with, come on no 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 that, that, that's, I'm not saying I'm in grief here. I'm saying but with running I've gone through I think the different stages of running in a very accelerated pathway where at first I was like excited that I signed up for something that scared me. And then I got going with training. And like anything, when you first start, you see fast progress. You're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on top of the world. And then all these stupid little aches and pains came up. And then I was like, my body's completely broken. I don't think I can do any of this anymore. And then working through that and then um, realizing that much of it was to do with programming that wasn't the best for me. Uh, switching things up and dropping my coach and... Uh, going about things the way that I think would work better from that point forward to it. And I feel phenomenal. I'm running up and down mountains pretty fast. What was your, good. what was your average heart rate on your runs last weekend? One for the mountain. So yeah, I went up and back, uh, Raven rocks. So for anyone that's not familiar, it's like 1500 feet of climb total, like there and back. Um, and uh, average heart rate was 154. That's pretty good. But peak was like 170 something that's still not crazy so but yeah but i like there was twice where i got caught behind once i got caught behind a group um but not for long and then um there's this one section that maybe you'll know where like on the way to the uh to the overlook there's this one section where there's like boulders that you need to yeah, kind of rock scramble about. down yeah on the way back there was like an older guy in front of me struggling hard and i was like maybe he'll step to the side and let me go he, he didn't he did not do that <laughs> so that I, see the the moral of the story though here is that you were so concerned with yourself that you didn't even think to help the old man oh heck no no God. how would that make him any better progression through perseverance todd not progression through handouts. I'm not here to help you. How old was he? Oh, probably uh, very old, like 42. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If I had to... Dude, I'm horrible at guessing ages. He wasn't old. Oh, uh, you said an old man. I, I call people old... I, okay, so there's a there's two stages of people, and this is God's honest truth for me. I call people a kid until I call them an old old person. It's like, like I'll be like, oh, this kid signed up. You got to get your shit together. Jess will be like, how old are they? I'm like, oh, they're probably like 40-something, like... Let me, kid. let me ask you something else. I was getting bored with what you were saying. So, <laughs> uh, what are what's your what are your HIV? Are, what's your HIV? <laughs> what's your HIV status? What's your HIV status? It's, it's good. Um, it's uh, negative. So you don't know that. It's negative. You don't know that. I, I, okay, cool. You don't know. That. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh? What have your HRV scores been like? So, have we talked about this? Are you asking me this for a reason? It's kind of what this whole podcast is well, going no, to be about. Well, no, but I mean, have we You and I have not this. talked about okay. this, no. So here's what's interesting. When I was... I, I, okay, so with hard training, like your HRV will dip, but it should come back. If you go yeah. back, and I, I wasn't really looking at trends, but me and someone else were having a conversation and looking at trends with HRV, I was like, oh, like, you know, mine's always high. Well, I hadn't really been 
look in, in aura at my trends. And from the time that I started training for this race, I'm holding up my hand because no one can see this, and I'm just making a downward motion. It just it just went down, 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 down. My averages went from uh, average on aura from 70s, 80s to, um, I don't remember, I should grab my phone, I don't have my phone on me, but it, it dropped off significantly, significantly. Then, I'm not saying it's definitely because of this, but you look at it, okay, let me expand on this. I was running six days a week. Of those six days a week, usually two to three of them were at a higher intensity. Um, it was very hard training, and that's that's some of what was really beating me up. Um, and then having long runs, like I, I listened to Zach Bitter's pod, podcast, uh, Performance Outliers, and he's talking about like long runs and how to use them, and he's like, there's really no physiological benefits to doing anything longer than three hours. Over three hours is like testing out equipment. There's some mental training with it, you know, but, um, uh, anything. And I look at it and I'm like the shortest long runs that I ever had in the time that I was working with my coach were two and a half hours, but then a regular ramp up would be three. Then like, I would go like two and a half, then three, then four. Um, sometimes go to five, a couple, maybe a few times went to five. And then it would go back to like you two could be, and a half. You could be to California on an airplane by that time. Yeah, no, that's like eight hours, isn't it? No, it's not. No, I don't know. It's been a while. Um, but all that to say, now I've dialed things back. But I, also, let's be honest. Like I did build a level of fitness. Like I, I definitely made a lot of progress in that time on a fitness level. It was just very hard on my body. But now that I've dialed things back to, I do a. Um, one hour or so, maybe just over one hour run on Mondays at an easy pace. Wednesdays, I do something a, a little bit faster, maybe like a tempo run. Uh, Fridays, I go for a long run, um, two and a half hours, two weeks ago, three hours this past week, and then turn around on Saturday. And I either, depending on how I'm feeling, I either do a long run or I get into technical terrain and like get after it, which is what I did this past Saturday. That approach, my HRV is just flying back up just by having uh four days a week of running compared to six days a week of running. oh sure yeah so um it is on the up and up although yesterday uh we went to cooper's hawk to grab a glass of wine and for some reason did a tasting and i did the math i was like that was probably 20 plus ounces of wine and so last night it wasn't so good <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah but that's a good that's a good input i mean because i don't know that everybody uh realizes how something even like you look at 20 ounces of wine how much if you're gonna what's a bottle 750 milliliters typically yeah yeah that's i think what typically technically a serving i think is three ounces like a like a glass of wine should be three ounces i think i could be wrong about really that. i think so i think i think um dr mike did a video on that where he's like most people think a glass of wine is this he was like, this is an actual serving. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. Okay. Well, but you go to a restaurant, most restaurants say six or nine. But if you, so yeah, so if you look at it, most people don't think, they're like, ah, oh, 20 ounces, you know, that's not that much wine. Yeah. And then they don't understand how that's going to affect their Big time. everything. Wasn't drunk. Yeah. Wasn't drunk. The one thing that I think that people need to understand, and, and one of the reasons that it, it messes up your HRV score is because... Well, first of all, you have to metabolize mm -hmm. all of that wine yep. before you can access any of the other calories that you that you took in. Yep. And so 
that's like when you when you drink and you see if you have something that tracks your heart rate or like maybe while you feel let's say if you don't you just wake up in the middle of the night and you feel like your heart's beating fast and your body temperature's up and all that kind of stuff it's because your body is metabolizing that alcohol and it has to metabolize that alcohol before it can do anything else and so that's why then you look at your hrv score changes it goes lower because your body's trying to metabolize that and then also somehow get back to being towards a, a more parasympathetic shift and it can't. Yeah. So like, that's why you see all these things happening. And I think that's one of the reasons I think it's so important to have something, whether it's aura, you know, our Morpheus system that we use at the gym, whatever it is to whoop, whoop to have, well, I don't know. I don't know how much I trust. Whoop. I don't know. I don't that, know much about it. I just, I just with the shit that people that we've had that have it, that bring it to the gym. I don't know about whoop, but, but, um, well, and also like, so last night, uh, normally my resting heart rate overnight is into the, like the mid forties, mid, mid, sometimes low forties, 43. I would say it stays between like 43 and 46. Um, last night, lowest heart rate. Did I say average? That's my, that's normally my lowest is between 43 right. and 46. Yeah. 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 Um, two nights ago, my low was 43. My average was 49. Last night, my average was in the high 60s, low was 49. So you're like, oh, well, you still got down close to like your normal low. That low, this is also late for me. I'm normally up between 5 and 5.30. This morning, I got up just after 6. My lowest heart rate was at 6. Yeah. So if you, you spent look all at, night trying to metabolize if, if you look at my heart rate, it's like way up, I think probably in the 80s in the beginning of the night. And then you just see it up and down, like kind of like just a very wiggly looking line working its way down all the way until 6 a.m. Um, HRV is the opposite. You see a very low, it, it looks like, you know, just little tiny, very low uh, scribbles, and then it climbs, and same thing. That climbed up, you know, 6 a.m. I think was probably around the time that it was the highest. So peak was very high. Aura and Morpheus are going to look different. So peak was like 120-something, but the average was... 40 something i think 30 or 40 something yeah. last night which for me is low, low. so yeah. yeah and that's again that's not drunk a slight buzz feeling good having a good time but major major impacts on sleep and luckily today is a lower output recovery day but if it wasn't i would have to look at like if today was supposed to be a tempo run could i push through and do it yeah actually i feel really good it would be a bad idea though more than likely oh because you would put yourself in the tank yeah. for the next few days yeah yeah. Well, I think that that's why it's so important to have this objective data because you could wake up, right? And maybe you feel fine, maybe you don't. But I, I just think there's so much to actually having something in your face and seeing it and understanding that what it means. You know what I mean? Like having data that gives you the truth can at least start to change your behaviors. Like looking at like whether it's like, hey, if you know that you want to go have a few drinks and far be it from anybody to tell you not to do it. You just have to understand the consequences and actually seeing what that does to you. I mean, it, it changes your behavior. Cause I, you know, I didn't for years and years and years. I mean, when did I get a aura ring last year, the year before or something like that? I know since we moved here, I think. So. Yeah. And so, since, I mean, since 2021, I mean, it, and it's, I mean, I'll still have some drinks when I want to and stuff like that, but it has massively reduced how much alcohol I take in because it's, you see the objective data, what it does to your body. But yeah. then also you just start to realize like, well, there's so many other things that I want to do 
and feeling shitty, whether it's just a couple of drinks, because then it messes with your sleep, like doesn't factor into that equation. You know, life is actually a little bit worse and it's not worth it, you know, but I, I think that being able to see it actually is helps a lot. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where, I, I, why are you drinking in the first place? You know, and it's like, if you just like the flavor of something with dinner, maybe occasionally, okay, cool. But if, if it's one of your tools to like unwind at the end of the day. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Because it's like, it's... It doesn't gonna, unwind you, actually. And you're going to need it more and more because you think it unwinds you. And it's like, it's actually sending you on this cascade of crappier sleep that night. Next day, you're tired. Probably have somewhat of a shitty day at work. Like, oh, I can't wait to go home and unwind with another glass of wine. Two, three, four, whatever. You know, and it's just like, it spirals. It so. does, absolutely. It does, absolutely. It's... But I mean, looking at, like, for example, as, as long, not necessarily with alcohol, but even just looking at your, your body in general and how it responds to different things and your recovery. What was it? Two weeks ago now that I had the flu, mm-hmm. my, my average resting heart rate is still not back down to what it was. And like my HRV is kind of fluctuated, but it's just now back up into the eighties. Yeah. And like it was in the sixties for the longest Wait, time. Oh, your HRV, I thought you meant your resting heart rate. I was like, Oh, it's finally Dude, back to the eighties. No, huh? no, no. My resting heart rate was, <laughs> was at some points when I was sick and just after up into the seventies, yeah. like sixties and seventies. And, um, but now it's back down into the, the mid to low fifties. And, and before I got sick, it was in the forties, you know, but, um, but that's another thing to be able to see that because like at, at some points now, like this morning I did my Morpheus reading and by most accounts, I feel okay today, you know, but my, my HRV is back up into the eighties, but my recovery score was down. I was in still yesterday I was 61 and today I'm 69. That's for you West shoulder. <laughs> and it's actually, but it actually was 69. And so I look at that and I feel like I wake up, I'm like, I feel good. I look pretty like, but I know that since my HRV jumped, I was 70, 75 or 77 yesterday. Then I jumped another, you know, five to eight points or whatever today. And I'm in 81 that my body's still recouping from something. Yeah. And those, like, just because there's a big jump doesn't always mean it's a good thing. Sometimes it means like you're still fighting to get back to some kind of balance with your autonomic nervous system. And so I woke up this morning before doing all my tests and I'm like, all right, I should be able to get after it today. But then I look at this information and like, I still feel, I feel pretty good, but I'm not going to get after it the way that I wanted to today. Like I even arranged, rearranged my training schedule. Like I did my ruck yesterday and didn't go that hard. And then I was going to, I'm going to do ladders today, but I'm still, I'm going to do my ladders, but I'm going to, what is that? Construction. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tone them way down. Yeah. Like I'm not going to. Weight-wise or, or reps? So I'm going to do two things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tone the weight down. And I know that now our members are, that listen to this are going to be like, well, we can't do that. But that's why we have Roni and, and all of us to help coach you to figure out your solution. So what do you mean we can't I'll, do I'll, that? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, okay. I'm also going to give myself more than 10 minutes. I'm not going to condense, condense the stress yeah. that much. So for our clients, it would be the situation such that, you know, maybe we change the rep schemes for you, which I remember we did when we did this last year for people yeah. that were ready. So you might not do as many reps um, and reduce the weight. So that way you're not giving yourself more than you can recover yeah. from. But just 
having that information and being able to adapt and, and not having the emotion of it, you know, yeah. because like, if you look at it this way, it could be such that I feel good. And then I go and do this workout and I get, I don't know, I start to do it. And I'm like, as soon as I pick up weight, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm getting my ass kicked, you yeah. know? But I have this information that says like, you probably shouldn't do that anyway. So let's cut the weight back. Let's, re- let's reduce the stress and let's just, just get the training in, in a way that makes sense and is, doesn't kill you, you know? And this is a, this is an infinite game. Like someone might be hearing this, like this might, eh, might, it might not, but it might be different if we had like a hard deadline of you needing to get certain things in before an event. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But when you're playing an infinite game, like if like this might, I guess what I'm trying to say is mentally someone might look at this and be like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not going hard. It's like, okay, but we're talking about looking at this data and making smart decisions over the course of a lifetime. So that you can play a yeah. long game. Bingo. Yeah. 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 Um, not, I don't even know how to like articulate what I'm, there's times where accumulating stress, you might, it, it's normal to see, I guess what I'm trying to say is there are times where because of layering stress to get ready for something you could expect to see dips it's not that we expect to see green and we only go hard when we see green and like but that's not where you are right now necessarily and you're coming off being sick and so just yeah well and that's and that's the and i I was even about uh, some of the the research that 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 joel jameson and those guys that have done that are coming from Morpheus is like the gains that they're seeing, like they're seeing these perpetual gains from people and it's from year to year and you're not seeing it because of big volume shifts or big intensity shifts or anything like that. You're seeing people do cyclically relatively the same amount of volume. They're just changing the stimulus and they're making sure that they're listening to the type of training they should be doing and they have their proportions correct. And you're seeing these like consistent, steady gains in fitness over years because of that. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily take these huge amounts of volume or, and the people that tried to pour on intensity and, and take it out of proportion actually went backwards. And so that's why, you know, looking at really looking at a recovery number and saying like, sometimes, you know, when it says to do 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes is better you know, because it still gives you enough reserves in the tank to adapt to what you're doing and actually recover. You know, my Jordan that works with me in human predator pack mule, we did a podcast the other day, <clears throat> I actually included this in the, the article of, that we wrote for this week for, for our blog, for the gym. And, uh, he said, you can't out train your recovery. Yeah. You can't, you can try, but you can't out train your recovery. So you have to leave, you have to give yourself the right kind of training at the right times to make sure that you can still recover and make progress. And sometimes that means leaving your ego at the door and regardless of, you know, thinking that you want to get after it today. And, or even if you, even if like being smart enough to know that, you know, you feel good, but you start your workout and you're like, man, everything feels like 10,000 pounds today. Like everything, like knowing not to be a stubborn idiot and try to push through that and just saying, you know what? Today's not the day we drop the hammer. I just got to show up and check the box, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I was going to say something with that, but I forget what it was. So maybe it'll come back to me. Should we just sit here and wait? Let's <laughs> just sit here and wait. No, yeah. we can move on. Okay. There's something you said with you can't out recover. You can't, uh, you can't out train your recovery. Oh, I know what I was, it's like. You can even see it. Let's say uh, you go to do a workout. I think maybe it's kind of what you just said, but if you've ever gone to do a workout, say a U-stress training session, is where you can kind of see this in an example of you can still do U-stress that day. And what's great is maybe you adjust your weights or whatever, but where you come in and we talk about like drop all expectations at the door, but you're like, all right, I got whatever, 13 rounds last week. In your head, you're like, hopefully I get 14, 15, whatever rounds this week, right? But you come in and your heart rate is either A, jumping up faster, whatever, or even it's not necessarily going that much higher, but it's just staying there. It's not coming down. And you're like, I only got, you know, six, seven, eight, when I got like 13 the week before. It's not, it's not like your fitness deteriorated in that time, oh, but you're no, seeing no, no. in action, yeah. like your readiness when it comes time to actually do the thing. So yeah. I, I think it's a good way for people to like reflect maybe on some of the sessions and that are here in this and be like, well, what could have gone wrong? It's not necessarily that something went wrong. It could have been that's, the extraneous factors, yeah. your lifestyle factors. Yeah, you know, and and it could have been that that and, it's it's caused to get curious. And also sometimes like you dig yourself a recovery debt, and you might have even gained fitness in that time. Yeah. But because you have a recovery debt, you can't display it, and so you have to recover for that to be able for you to be able to access the fitness that you actually built. One of the other things that I think is great about um, having a system like Morpheus or using an aura ring. Um, I, I like Morpheus because, I don't know, because you, uh, of, of the ratings and the way that you do the test and how it gives you the, the readout every morning. I like it a little bit better, but nonetheless, um, better than aura you're saying I do because yeah. I also, I mean, I go back and I know like we've, there's different, I like the sleep data from aura. I like the sleep data yeah. from aura. it's, is interesting, but for, I, I don't know that I, I trust the recovery data and the HRV data from Aura as much. Um, I think I think the best. I'm gonna preface this by saying, this is not not my expertise, right? Well, so neither I'm, of I'm, ours, sure. But but things that have been I don't remember where this came from. If you and I talk about, maybe you heard it somewhere. Maybe someone asked us this or whatever. But like your HRV, if you have a nightmare, there's so many confounds. There's it could, so many it could change. Yeah, because we looked it up because we were sitting there looking at on something that's continuously measured. Yes, continuous measurement, all the confounds of continuous measurement, and yeah. that's that's one of the the reasons that uh, like not just Joel, but a lot of people say to do a five minute or less reading yeah. at the same time of day every same day. Same conditions, because same time. all these like no matter like it could be so many things that confound your readings throughout the night, and yeah. so like that's why I just don't I don't trust that data as much. But what I can it's it's well the data is let me. And I, I know that's what you're saying, but for, if someone's like, oh, well, I should not use my aura ring. No, no that's not what I'm saying at all. The data is 100% legit, right? Yeah. And and the reason why you'll see, like, I could do uh, um, Morpheus and see 80s, 90s. Aura is showing 130. You know what I mean? For I, I've seen 200 on well, I Aura. Also... Those, are com those are different, and I'm not going to... I, I can't recall what he was saying, the different types of measurements, but they're literally taking completely different measurements. Yeah, they're using they're using different equations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's one another thing to keep in mind. But what's interesting for me is oftentimes my peak HRV from aura 
throughout the night while I'm sleeping is pretty dang close to what my HRV score is on my Morpheus when I do the reading. Not so, true for me. Yeah. So the, for me, they, they, they get close to each other. But what I was trying to say with all this is like having that information, you know, you look at um, what I like um, Morpheus because the training ties into it as well. And so we can use it. You know, it gives you the zones. It moves your yeah. zones based on your recovery. But then also as you get fitter, you get higher percentages based on um, your maximum heart rate. But it also like we get to see things in real time, you know, where and it, and it gets us all to be curious about something. So, for example, you know, if someone comes in and trains and their heart rate jumps, we could sit there and say maybe it's a fitness problem, but it might not be. It could be that How much water do you drink? you're dehydrated, <laughs> you know, and it, and it gives like and if you don't have this tool, like on the client end. You never have the information to to understand what you might need. What yep. where is the where is the the weak point that I need to address? And for us, we can't ask the questions that we otherwise would be able to ask if we didn't see that, you know. And so that's another reason that like having this data that that plugs in from training, lifestyle, and recovery allows us to see this. And and then the shifts in in, in the zones and everything I think are are valuable and and if you listen to them if you listen to them that was i remember when we heard that joel was putting this out that was the thing for me that i was like okay because we were looking at another heart rate system if you remember at that time what was it like i don't remember what it was called oh Um, yeah i remember (laughs) um that dude is not like me (laughs) sorry (laughs) doubt you're listening but sorry uh it that it was just gonna it, it just was going to put heart rate on the screens, which is nice. Like we used to, we used to use MyZone. MyZone always, it was very laggy. It would always freeze. Like MyZone had its issues, but at least MyZone would do like different, you know, colors for like, so at least your attention was drawn like, okay, that person's up in the red or whatever, but it wasn't malleable based around that person's readiness. And it's like, yeah. we used to use, um, uh, BioForce, BioForce yeah. their coach platform where on the tactical side of our folks, like we'd be able to see the guys, uh, readiness scores come in. I don't think back then it pulled in sleep. St- I know it didn't pull in sleep. No, steps all different. No, it didn't no, integrate no, with no, other no. data, but I would at least be able to like get a quick snapshot of readiness, but it didn't tell them what to do necessarily, right? I mean, well, no, not necessarily. It didn't tell them what to do. We would have to explain to them, here's what to do with this data, right? And yeah. just a crap ton of education. So when we heard they're putting out Morpheus and it's like, this is going to um, have the uh, HRV testing built into it, but then it's going to pull your data from all of your other wearables. And then it's going to tailor like different heart rate zones. You know, I'm like, yeah. this must be like 600 bucks. Like, oh, it's only that. Like, yeah. Let's no. go. I mean, it's, yeah, there's, it's awesome. There's it, nothing else it's like the, it. it's the best accessible tool, most accessible best and most accessible tool accessible tool for that in the industry i did well with that <laughs> you've had a couple of that um not a couple of drinks if anyone's wondering not a no i, don't, I couple, rarely drink a couple a couple blunders today uh that and like and, and just going back to what you said about like the hydration stuff of you know we talked about aura ring and the sleep data that you get from it and just having that data that okay even if it is just one glass of wine, like you can, you can see what that does to your sleep. You can also see what late workouts do to your sleep. You can see what heavy meals. Do you know that Matt bed. Walker went back on that? But you could, but I've seen it. What did he go back on though? So he said that, um, working out 
up to 90 minutes before bed can promote better sleep. Really? Yeah. Do, is there an intensity caveat to that? Because I don't know. I don't know that. But I know that he, he said that he was wrong, that at some points... I don't know. There's a lot of people that ask a lot of questions about his book too yeah. that 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 don't agree with what he says. But I know that he he went back on huh. on the exercise thing. I know that I've done times where I'm like just the way that it, it, and also this could be it's not necessarily the timing that I did it, but when you train around relatively the same times, you become entrained. Oh, you adapt to, to it. Yeah. yeah. So it could also just be that I worked out so far out of my usual window, also, got myself doing something that normally would be followed by a whole day, and just. It matters, goes, what the heck? it matters with your, like your chronotype and your yeah. circadian rhythms as well. Like there's a, there's a best time for uh, an optimal like time for people to train. I that's trainable too though. I think it is, but like, but foundationally, typically most people have times where they perform better. Yeah. But I think of that one, um, and I really like it. Uh, the book, when, um, I forget who wrote it. I want to say Pinker. I forget, but his whole thing was like, you can, you can do like these quizzes and figure out like basically like, I, he, there were like different names of like animals or something. Oh for yeah. Like, like you're a lion or yeah. some shit. And know. it's like, I can look at That's different, chronotype. I can look at different times in my life where it's different things. And it's not that something like physiologically changed me. Like some of it is like, I grew up like, oh, you know, sure, like yeah. I had responsibilities and it's like, oh, well now it's easy to get up at five, five thirty in the morning. Cause that's what I routinely do. And because I don't go and all right, on the weekend, I'm going to sleep in until eight. Like, dude, I can count on, on one hand in the last, you know, year, how many times I did that, that it's just easy for me. But if I started routinely staying up until 11 and sleeping in until seven or eight, like then it would be crazy hard. To oh, sure. Five, five thirty. I think it's all trainable. Sure. I think you're probably right. I, 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 at this point, I'm happy when I wake up and I walk across the room and I look at my phone to see what time it is. I'm just happy when it's oh. like five and it's not four yeah. or four thirty. Cause a lot of times like I have no choice. I'm just awake. <laughs> so like I made it till six today and that was a really big deal. I was like, no shit. I slept till six. So, yeah. Um, but so we, we talked about like the, we got a little bit of a tangent there with like the, with the aura ring, you get this data about what different things do to your sleep, but we mentioned it really quick, but, there's been multiple people in here and one new person this week where it's like because of paying attention to what their heart rate does to both aerobic and even strength stimulus, like your heart rate's not coming down. And just having that to go, how much water do you drink? How much water have you drank today? And yeah. then um, I can think of in very, very recent times, three specific people, uh, current members who based off that we're like, all right, I'll try it. Like, I'm going to drink some more water. And then, well, the first one actually was where this observation really came from. That's what they did because of the nutrition coaching program. Sure. They started yeah, yeah, their yeah. day with 15 to 30 ounces of water. And then they trained in the morning. And they're like, man, my heart rate's like really stand down. And it took a couple times to be like, oh, well, that's the only thing I really changed. And then when that story kind of started getting passed around, someone else in here was like, I'm going to drink some more water and see what happens. Oh, look at that. My heart rate's coming down. So, um if we didn't have that that ability to observe the data right. and get curious about sure. why that might be, and then it's just it's cool. I think people to understand too that when you don't drink enough water, 
your blood volume comes down and your heart has to pump more to circulate blood around your body. And so that's why your heart rate stays elevated. That's why you don't recover as quick between sets. Like that's why all of those things happen. You literally do not have the normal amount of blood volume. And the thing that's messed up about that is like one of the adaptations that you get from training and when you train and recover and you do all the things you need to do is you increase the amount of blood volume in your body like that's one of the main adaptations that makes you fitness fitter you just have more blood so to not drink enough water and not keep yourself hydrated you're literally just you're taking away the 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 advantage that you're trying to give to yourself from being from increasing your fitness so um drink water folks drink water yeah I don't know where else you want to go with this today. I felt like that was pretty good. I don't know. Any closing thoughts? Um, Get objective data and yeah. listen to. I mean, it, it, listen if it's important to you, and you know whether it's a whether it's you have aesthetic goals, you have performance goals, or you have like longevity goals. This information will help you because you know you said about the aura ring and your sleep data. If nothing else, it gets you to take a step back and say what might be affecting my sleep is it alcohol are you watching tv right before you go to bed eating too late are you eating too late is your room too hot huge do you let your dog sleep with you and maybe you shouldn't which i'm guilty of all the time i would love to change that my dogs will not allow that change (laughs) and and that's and that's it just gets you gives you the ability to say where can i start to make a change and and if it's not important to you then i guess don't do it but like if you look at the things that um, promote longevity and what we know about keeping your brain healthy for longer as long as possible so that you can be as active for as long as you possibly want it's sleep yeah. it's sleep mm-hmm. hydration and movement like those are the th- and and not eating like a jerk like those are the things that that keep you moving until for as long as you want to yeah and and if uh if you're like, what in the heck is this Morpheus thing that you guys keep on talking about? Go to our Instagram. We'll put this in the blog too. I'll put a link in there. But go to our Instagram, click on the link tree in there, and one of the options is get a Morpheus system. There's a link directly to it. Um, the other thing is, uh, I don't know if you listened to this because you said some stuff today that I'm like, I wonder if you listened to that episode. But the yes. Modern Wisdom podcast, Chris Williamson, he had Joel Jameson on, I think in 2021, right before they released Morpheus. No, I didn't listen to that. And it's really awesome. I actually, I need to do this. I was going to take that and post a link to it inside of our members group. Um, But just look up that. If you want to go deeper on like, well, what is, really get into the, the, the nuts and bolts of like, what is HRV and what are these different approaches and where did it all come from and um, understand more about Morpheus, but, but so much more than that. Uh, you can look up that that podcast, Modern Wisdom, Joel Jameson. Um, it's an episode. It's not he's not on every episode. It's yeah. an episode on there, and it's really really good. I think for everyone to listen to, not just people that are interested in fitness, because they talk about some some really cool impactful stuff. But yeah, cool. All cool. right, let's wrap it up. Cool. What's this one do? I do it again. Hold it. You gotta hold it down. No, you don't. Not anymore. Oh.